now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Some are loud and some are silent. Stop complaining about each other and fix what happened to everybody. Hey, guys, Yolanda at DryerBuzz. I just drug myself down the hall. Um, still coming off of the birthday weekend, well into the week. It's hump day. Hump day. It is a Wednesday. I'm recording this on a rainy day. There's no sunshine in the sky. Okay, frog in my throat, unscripted. Uh, just caught just a second of news, like one of the stories that's on right now. CBS uh, this morning is it's going inside this thing with Chrissy Teigen. Uh, look at me, this thing with well, I'm gonna I say this thing with Chrissy Teigen because what she's going through now, all the other stuff has people discombobulated, you know, because. She is suffering through something out loud. And as I looked at it, one of the first thoughts that ended up in my mind was, because, I mean, how would I not understand and I do something called how to get out of bed out loud? I talk about how to get out of bed out loud, how to, I I use how to get out of bed to bring myself through my own grief, um, which the silent part of that grief is something we also suffer And that was having to, and my daughter experiencing um, what Chrissy Teigen, and the fact that I have to say to you that my daughter went through something and I have to, in order to get you to relate to it, I have to give you the loud part of it is that Chrissy Teigen just went through it. But the the call to action that the new, that CBS was talking about is that Chrissy Teigen has asked others to share. And I'm like, and I'm watching because I know so many who have been through it, including my daughter. they, it's not a loud thing for them. And so we end up, and, and, and I'm going to talk about this on many levels, we end up asking the loud people to just be quiet. You know, we, this is how we talk about this. This is how we do that. There are people who have told me, you know, cause I, I share everything, <laughs> not every, and I don't share everything. I don't share everything. I, I still get mad when people come to me and they expect me to be holding my Instagram. I remember going through um, just times when my mother been in the hospital with my mother and my dad, um, after seeing an Instagram post, thought, hey, that's cool. Everything copacetic over there. And I ended up having to call him one day. I had a long day at the hospital, which was literally around the corner from his house. And I said, hey, dad, I'm you know still here. Gonna, not going to be able to run out. Not going to be able to go home. You know, can you Dropped me off something to eat. I've been spending so much money. He's like, where are you? I said, I'm still in the hospital with mom. And he thought maybe it had been, a, you know, one of those quick trips to the emergency room. She'll get her tune up and we'll go. But no, this was that. This is it. This is um the long, we, we're in here for a minute. <laughs> you know, we were actually in there for uh, probably a month. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little bit, little bit more than, a little bit more than that. No, wait a minute. You know, no, a little less than a month. Um, because we were back in a month, I guess. So we were in there for a couple of weeks. I remember we went in at Christmas, day after Christmas. We were there for New Year's Eve and then um, had to, you know, and that that only because we were trying to convince her to, you know, take to add some years to life. Um, and so that was a hard thing. Um, and eventually convincing her to do that. And yes, we did get a couple more years. So... And that in that same vein, in that same 
trauma, traumatic experiences. Uh, and while my mother was, once we convinced her to do one of the procedures to extend her life, she ended, you know, going to rehab. And while in the rehab, now keep in mind, I'm taken out of, I'm with my mother, so I'm out of the home. My, uh, my mother's out of the home. And my mother being, you know, I'm the mom, my mother being the mom. You know, the matriarchs are out of the house, right? We had a multi-generational household. And so my kids in that moment who, you know, we had not let them experience adulthood, you know, as much as they probably should have by that time. It's like, wait, hold up. You know, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, well, we got to run the household. So they had taken on a lot. They had taken on, uh, they taken on a lot, particularly a lot financially, because guess what? Both of us being out of the household, we were without those two primary incomes. And, uh, but that, but the, the interesting thing about it, prior to us being out of the household, we had not done what we were supposed to do and knowing how much was, how much money was rolling up into our household. You know, we were just day to day. Like I talked about yesterday, yesterday's episode, man, I wish we'd had a plan. I wish we'd, I wish we'd, you know, coming into 2020, I wish we'd have thought about some of these things, but you don't know. Because, you, you know, you feel indispensable. Life is damn good. You feel like you can go on forever, five minutes into this, 520. And so now, two prim- the two top primary incomes are out of the household. The two top primary people are out of the household. Kids, like, okay, this this might be adult- adulthood, y'all. Here's what we got to do. And my daughter, out, out. Somebody, that's the dog. He's on punishment because I just came down the hall and found out that he, he uh, was on my... Look for search. He was searching on my table. I left a napkin. Y'all know what happens if you listen. I left a napkin. Found a napkin. Torn to shreds. Okay, he's gonna get dealt with. I'm just saying. He got. He gonna be on punishment. He gonna stay down all. He was not allowed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose it. I said because the dog is just guilt written when he does something bad. So I'm gonna make him stay down the hall today. So. Back to the story. So in that process of them experiencing adulthood, my uh, my daughter had some of the most amazing news for us that we were, um, that we experienced over that time period. And uh, unfortunately, we suffer um, a loss. She lost her, lost her baby. And one, because, and, and, and here's what I carry with it. She probably... Uh, her her care probably should have been escalated, but we were we were so into trying to survive, um, being a caregiver of my mom. And I wish I I don't even I didn't even know that she had taken on the financial responsibilities that she and, and and again because where we were as a family, our communication wasn't the best, you know. Um, everybody was basically, we, and we were all like, Hey, you, you put out that fire, you put out that fire, you keep that fire. You know, we were trying to, everybody was like, okay, what's my role? What's my role? What's my role? And so it happened to her. Um, and now it's a forever moment for us. Um, she ended up and, 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 and there's so many women that this one, I, I had to learn y'all. And I, and I find my, I, I find I I feel like I'm so knowledgeable. My mother was a nurse, okay. Um, however, all of these things. Thank God I was knowledgeable, but going through that with my daughter. Um, even though we all know somebody that has gone through it, 
You don't know. You don't know about any of this stuff until you get there. You don't know. And I felt so bad and I was so, I felt, I had so, and I think I still to this day carry so much guilt because I didn't know how to console in that moment. I didn't, not me having had four kids, I was like, wait, what is this? We got to do what? Knowing that she had to go through a full-on delivery, that is not the kind of pain or that I wanted for no mother, no parent. I have to learn to say parent. No parent want that for their child. Um, and it's something that, and I don't know how, I don't know how men, I haven't had a man. Well, you know what? I did do a show once about men and, and, and what they think about these things that we often make gender specific to women. And, uh, and, so I do know that men carry it as well. Men carry the loss of children, not just the loss through miscarriage, not just the loss through absentee, but they also carry the loss through men carry. Do y'all know that men are walking around here with body counts on abortions? Like they are, they carry that for life too. It's like, what? I had a panel of men come in, uh, on one of the shows that I did. And, uh, I was just like, my jaw, I had, and usually when I invite men to the conversation, I try to moderate as, as little as I can and try to literally give, get them to just talk, right? Because when you give them an opportunity to talk, so much comes out, you really don't have to moderate it. So, but uh, I remember the one thing my daughter said, um, she said, I just wish we could stop for a minute because we didn't, we didn't even have a chance to stop. And, and, and I, at one point, because I'm taking care of my mom and I'm trying to extend my mother's life and I had to say to my daughter, you know, um, I can't go through this. I can't be there right now because I'm over here and I'm doing this. Know that I love you. Know that I care for you. And, but I said to, you know, the other siblings, I said, listen, y'all got to get her through this. Um, like I said, she probably should have had escalated care. This was something totally new. It's our first. Um, and we, we know, and the thing about it is we know what black women are experiencing, uh, when it comes to motherhood and, and maternity, that they are not receiving the best care. In fact, um, she did not receive the best care. In fact, our hospitals right now, when it comes to maternity, I don't know who designed this, this system that is now maternity in America. I don't know who's running these. I'm telling you, I had four kids and the way people are having babies today, I don't get it. I don't get that everybody, all these C's, I, then I have not one C-section. I don't get it. I don't understand it. This design, it, part of it is designer life. Part of it is they get doctors get more money uh, than just letting you come to natural, because, because part of them don't even make it to the hospital until you have your baby. So, because uh, I, I had one where the doctor comes in, I'm like, we're done. <laughs> like, ain't nobody had time to wait on you. You know, I'm like, hey. So I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know what's going on with this. But I do know for color girls, it has become a dangerous thing. It has become a dangerous thing. And I'm telling you, we probably, in, in all of our trauma and traumatic thing, on the other side, of, we probably should have took some legal action in both situations. Um, but you have there's a time limit that you have to get these things done. But in that same time limit, you got to try to, you're trying to, you're trying to keep going. You're trying to breathe, you know, something, something like this T 
TikTok trend. Something traumatic happened in my life. And yet, the minute it happens, you got to be on top of so many other things. And there are those, there are those, the best I can do at this point is just live out loud and say, hey, listen, these are the things that happen. Because the one thing waking up that morning or even going through it, I had to go, I had to go through delivery. I, my daughter delivered. I was in the delivery room with her and I was trying to stay so detached. I walked in at the moment of them giving her this news. I'm like, wait, what, what, what's going on? Uh, and I watched, I had, I had to watch in that, in that year, two of the women I most admire, my Patty Betty and my mother exhibit this extreme courage. And I don't know that was courage. I think we just don't want to break down. And I'm like, I hope they don't get that from me. Cause I know I've, I've been trying to schedule a breakdown like forever. I ain't had, I think I had it. I think I've had it. I think it's why I can get out of bed because I finally had it, but it was something I probably should have had. 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Hell, I know exactly when I probably should have had it 50 years ago. No, that would have made me four. Um, okay, 40. I should have had it at 14. I'm, I'm trying to do the math. Because I remember at four, turning 14, I remember that very day, that very birthday, I'm like, what is this? That's when I felt like, um, and I don't know if it was anxiety or depression, I was like, I remember sitting in this chair in my grandparents' living room, and I was waiting. I think I was probably waiting for my dad because, you know, I always had these great birthday outings with my dad, and I just remember trying to get in the mood. I'm like, what is this? You know, it's my birthday. I can't get in the mood. I got on my new outfit, you know, because mom would always make sure I look real special in my outings with dad, and I had had this new outfit on. I remember one of these um, corduroy uh one generation calls them knickers, another generation calls them kulaks, some people call them capris or whatever. And uh, they were purple, and I had this purple sweater. Man, it was swell. You know, I was hoping, because one thing about October, you always hope it's sweater weather, right? Because then you get to break out your sweater and your boots and all that. And I'm, you know, always playing in my birthday outfit. And I just remember, man, I've got an excited, man, you know, dad is going to throw out all the stops. Uh, I'm going into, we're going into the city, and we're going to the, some of the best restaurants, and he, we would always, he would always take me to these real nice restaurants, we'd go for dinner, and then we go to another spot for a dessert, or uh, whatever, you know, we had this thing where we tried, you know, it was all these different courses, like, you know, the soup course, and then the main course, the dessert, and all this kind of stuff, you know, and I'm 14, and usually he'd have either one, he's, he's coerced one of my friends as a surprise, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. It's really nice. And I just remember trying to, like, be excited, get put myself in the mood. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't know what this is. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who to ask about it. And nobody noticed. And I just remember sitting in the living room. I think everybody was, you know, either going out to play or whatever. You can't play that. You can't go out there. You can't get dirty. You got to wait. You got to wait on your dad. You got to wait on your dad. Um, and so I'm sitting in the living room, and I probably was looking out the window, and everybody was playing or whatever, you know. And uh, and, and then to the guilt of, you know, because you got a dad. Your dad's coming, you know, into the neighborhood, that kind of thing. You know, it's like a lot. It's a lot on us, y'all. It's a lot on us. It's those of us who care, right? And I'm like, and 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 I remember 
maybe maybe this particular time I didn't get to take anybody, but I don't, I don't remember. I think I think this particular time I didn't have anybody. And I'm like, because I normally have one of my, you know, two of my best friends or whatever. Um, and uh, and so, but I'm going. We were going to do something. I don't know what we we're going to do. I just remember that. All I remember is sitting there trying to get in the mood. I'm like, what is this? And I think I also felt that way because I had become a woman, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe the cycle was around. I don't know what it was, but I didn't know what this was. And I didn't like how it felt. And and, and it's like, wait, I'm going to feel like this, (laughs) you know, you got to start, you got to start asking those kinds of questions. Like, I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to feel like this is just one of those women mood things or whatever. And uh, no, it's just, it's just anxiety. It's depression. But I love how there's a meme that goes around that talks about if your parents are from our generation, they probably had undiagnosed mental uh, stresses or issues or whatnot. I wish someone had lived out loud enough to under so that we could come into an understanding of this sooner. When my daughter um went through her, her miscarriage, her loss, and I, it was I don't and like how do you even define that? Because it wasn't like she had like is it a miscarriage? Because the baby she had to deliver. So I don't even know. We we still haven't stopped to figure out exactly what happened. You know um because. Life doesn't stop. The sun, you know, you don't get that pause, you know. And even after that loss and then the loss of my mom and, and us trying to figure out in that moment, you know, okay, we've got to rearrange our lives. We've got to change. We're going to downsize. We're going to, you know, there's too much hurt and pain here. Let's start anew and all of those kinds of things. And, and you, you continue going and going. And, and I'm still watching her going and going and going. I'm still to this day trying to get her. And don't get it twisted. She takes time off. She goes on vacations and things like that. But um, but I, she works so hard. And she's always, all of them do. They work, my kids, they work so hard. I work hard, but I don't work hard. You know, I work smart. Um, I, I have my outlets. And they have theirs. You know, they're my kids. So they know that. But I don't know that if we communicate. I think what I'm saying here. We're all out here surviving. We're all out here thriving. We're all out here doing what it takes. But are we communicating? Because something that had not been communicated to me when I when I when my daughter went through it and I went through this thing with my mom, um, I did. I realized, like, whoa, the first thought that I had was how many people I knew that had gone through these same things and feeling bad because in their moments, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to help. I'm like, dang, how many faces have I looked into that have experienced this? Because, whoa, this is what this was. And I, I remember the moment, there was a moment I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can detach from this. This is something that's got to happen. And uh, and my daughter having to just wait this out and reaching that moment where she knew, okay, it's, I remember her saying to me, mom, get the nurse. I think it's time. Um, and I, we got the nurses and I think it was a doctor. I don't even know. And I remember saying to myself, okay, I'm not going to look. I'm just going to let this happen. Nothing I can do. And I remember hearing a familiar sound. And it wasn't like the baby or anything like that. But I just remember, because like I said, I had four. And I remember a sound. And automatically I looked and I saw this little one. And I was like, oh, my God. You know? 
And then this wave of pain hit my daughter out of just, you know, and I'm like, and I remember thinking, how does she, how does she know how to feel, what to feel? And then, and then of course, over from that moment on, she was a mom of a baby that had to be taken away from her. And I remember us making a decision whether what other moment she would have in this moment. Um, and I literally, and, 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 and me trying to protect her from it and, and hoping that, you know, I've got to make some decisions with her and for her. And she's got to make some decisions on her own. This is her thing. This is hers. But at the same time, I've got some wisdom. I've got some experiences. But this is something totally new to us. Let me figure out the best way we need to communicate right now. What does she need? What do you want? What do you need? You know, in the moments that they said were available, here's here's what you can do now. You can spend some time. You can you can stay. And I and and I said, well, sp- let's spend some time, but let's not stay, because all around us was these other moments, and we could hear the moments. And and I said, that's only going to hurt more. So I talked her into, and I hope that was the right decision. Let's go. Um, and in that we had to go, you know, because we had there was preparations that had we made. Here's the moment they they described to you what here's here's your options. Okay, this is how we're going to do this moment. And and in that, at the same time, I'm thinking, I know so many. I'm like, is this family members that have been through this, friends that have been through this? I'm like, is this? I remember um at a Bible study one night, and it was like a women's um, moment, women's talk, whatever. And there was a woman, she was both got in the situation with her moment, right? And and I, and this was my first time there, so I'm like, wait, is this how this go? You know, um, um, and so um, I remember some couple of the other ladies trying to reel her in because the lady was going back into you know, because trauma is and one of the things I learned through an interviewing uh, a well-esteemed doctor who wrote about trauma, wrote an awesome book about trauma, and him talking about trauma knows no sense of time. Because what'll happen is when you talk about traumatic experiences, I'm sitting here with my eyes closed in this moment. When you talk about traumatic experiences, you go from past tense to present tense. And if you're going to be a listener in that, you got to be able to recognize when the person goes from talking to us about something that happened in their past to being right back in that moment. And you either you either submit to listening in that in that time, or you help bring them back forward so that they can realize. Is something that happened, and it's not currently happening right now. But you better, you better want if you can't. And there, there have been a moment. There have been moments when I've had to listen to somebody, and I'm like, and I had to say, I can't be that listener right now. Um, and I had to excuse myself out of the situation. And uh, and and I, I have a cousin that was having uh, a moment, and and she was, she said to me, to this day, she said, I tried to talk to you and you brush me off and I'm like it wasn't that I brush you off I I couldn't be what you needed and I didn't know the situation I wasn't I didn't know we, we weren't communicating it well whereas she needed she needed somebody to talk to but 
it came up while we were at a parade, <laughs> you know, like literally we were at, we were at an evening, an uh, evening that happens tonight. We go every year and uh, she's usually a runner in it, but now her kids run. It was like a, a midnight run and a, and a midnight run and a festival. We were at a festival and, uh, but yet those are the only times that we would, you know, pretty much would see each other and she needed to express some things. And I'm like, and I, I don't know. And I still don't, Remember her trying to talk. I guess we were alone for a moment, and she needed some to talk. And with that, with that, with that, we are that to each other. Um, and she says, "I brushed her off," and I'm like, "But at the same time, I think in that moment, I I either had just lost my mom, and this was my first time trying to get out. You know, I think in fact, I, as a matter of fact, I had lost my mom that September, and this would have been October." And one of my first times, like, coming out and trying to, I remember even that night trying not to cry all night, trying to, let me let me get into this moment because this is something I do. I always come out. I always film them at this thing. I, I'm, you know, um, but that's still a missed moment. But, again, we had to sometime later communicate that to each other. And and, and she did, She does say now, because, because the hurt is still there of her trying to talk to me and can't, couldn't talk to me. But now she knows, oh, and yet, because you were right. And then we go, okay, now, now let's talk, right? It's about communicating. Some people communicate silently. Some people communicate what's going on with them loudly. We're too busy trying to quiet the loud and make the quiet speak instead of talking about the thing that keeps happening to all of us. The way in which, now we're supposed to experience loss, nothing is forever, but the way in which it's happening just to some of us, and the fact that we all have that, the way it happens in common, we've got to do something about it. One of the things after my daughter's loss, after my mother's loss, I'm like, I could do something about this. I love to talk. I'm loud. I do a podcast. I'll call it how to get out of bed. Because I still to this day don't know how my daughter got out of bed. Like I said, I'm a mom of four. I can't imagine. No, and I don't have to imagine. I watch my daughter. And I watch her. And I have I have, I have a, her baby's birthday on my calendar. Because I have to, every year, watch how we ease into the moment. And I have to make sure I have something to commemorate the moment because this is still her baby. It's her loss. I have to, and, and, and in that same year, not not in that same year, dear Lord, because when we extended my mother's life, but it was still in the long goodbye, you know. And the thing about it is, I think for us, if we, I'm trying, I saw it, I think I just, I think I just shared this morning I think I just shared uh, um, a saying. I'm gonna try and paraphrase it. We we gotta celebrate the good too, because one of the things I know about blogging and and a lot that's going on in the world today, like the hashtags and the deaths and the things that's going on with the police and the politics and all of that. If we only marked the trauma, man, we'd never smile. But you know what you got to do after trauma? I remember the very moment I had my next gut-wrenching laugh. 
when somebody made me laugh, I remember that day. You know, I'm like, whoa, when I found something funny, right? I was trying to do one of these. I was trying to do a broadcast. And uh, I said something, and somebody made a joke of it. I was talking about Kevin Hart. It was a Kevin, it was a, uh, somebody said how to punish Kevin Hart. Put thing, his wife should put, um, his wife should put his favorite thing on the, on the highest possible shelf. <laughs> and I remember I last saw it, I fell out of my chair. But in that moment, I stopped. And I was like, wait, you can't have, you can't laugh. What, what are you laughing at? You know? But then I remember how good it felt to, for the grief to leave for just a minute. Let me, let me have me back for a minute. You know, for the trauma to leave just for a minute. I was watching, I talked about yesterday, the Kim Kardashian interview on, on David Letterman. That might have been one of the better things that she's done. You know, because she got to live, she got to live out loud. We got to go into how she processes their crazy world, you know, and how she's stuck in it. Like, She's got to, even though, you know, she's about to become an attorney, um, she's about she's about to work, continue her diligent work of, of, of dealing with those wrongfully convicted, you know, but she'll never be fully respected in that because of her past. And we're, we are never going to let that go because we never want, no, I haven't met anybody yet that is successful as Kim Kardashian is. I have not met a, I, I try to make sure I don't know anybody that wants their daughters to take that route because we don't, because one of the things we've not had heard her say yet is it's not the route to take, right? Because the hard work, like, like what she wants to be respected for, she could have did just that. What she now wants to be respected for, she could have done just that. But could she have done just that? Has she done? Yes. I will forever tell you, yes. She could have. She didn't have to do all this because the work that she's about to do could be could have been done without her being the influencer that she is. What the hell is she influencing? We still don't know. She's influencing people buying stuff. And that's what they talked about. It's like, what is the influence? That you buy stuff. That you exploit your body um, to make money. And, it, and it, it's not even the body thing because she's still trying to get so far away from exploiting her body, but yet that's how she that's how she makes a living if if but yes yeah, she's still trying to i mean she's still trying to get respect and think about it and one of the things i had i had an opportunity to do was interview i had, to, I had a, one of the things i'm most known for if if you don't know me for that it's the reason why my I, i'm known around the world is uh i did an interview with a widow of bumpy johnson most notorious gangster um and one of the things that she taught, one in listening to her, the one thing that they wanted was respect. You know, if you look at the movie, I finally sat down and watched The Godfather. And I think last year I sat down and I watched all three parts. I don't know why they did three parts because one and three are good. Two, what the hell? I don't know. But in all of it, you know, the one son, you know, he literally would have given all that up because he spent all his life trying to get them to a level of respect, right? Everybody wants to be respected. And unfortunately, there are those who, you know, when they don't get respect, when you don't respect somebody, they act out. And so even in, uh, what's the other movie? Jason's Lyric. There's another scene in Jason's Lyric where she has the two sons. One's good, one's bad. But the bad one um, is bad. You know, the villain, y'all, 
the villain is, has been through some trauma. All of the, I'm, I'm looking at all these uh, superhero shows, and I'm really looking into the villain. Like, say, for instance, Black Panther. Like, I don't like the Black Panther. I'm like, the Black Panther, to me, and I love, still love Chadwick Boseman, but the character of the Black Panther, I'm like, the privilege, you know, the, I'm like, but Killmonger, it's traumatic. Y'all, you killed his father, abandoned him there. Uh, and people say, well, they didn't know. <laughs> they knew because you, you knew, right? Abandoned, you abandoned him. That made him a villain, having to, having to go all his life with this trauma without it being communicated, without anybody acting on the hurt and pain that they caused. Like always look into the story of the villain. Like they've been hurt. Like like Batman and Robin. I don't like Batman. All those other people. Like what the hell? What happened to them? Something was greatly taken from them. You know, and they're acting out, right? And so we have a lot of that. And that, and I don't mean go out and look at every bad person. You know, trying to find some good because there is some good in every person, but it can be harmful to you trying to find it. Okay, um, just know that it's there and communicate. I see some good in you. Because if you say you see some good in a person, they'll exhibit that. Because people saw this bad thing in Kim Kardashian, she exhibited more of it. Because people, because praise came for it, praise come, because you can attain praise for the wrong, doing the wrong thing. Look at our president. Because he gets so much praise for doing the wrong thing, he does more of it. But notice when people pick up on the fact that there may be a sliver of like, dude, you could totally flip. And I have said this, I said this day one when the man decided to run. I think he could totally flip if 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 the right people ever paid him any attention. Because all he wants is attention. We all want attention. Who are we out here talking about? Don't nobody want attention. We all want attention. And one of the things that's happening with this Christian Teigen is that she's been highly explored, exploitative, right? Over their lives. You know, she's the she goes rogue on, on social media, even though people have said, because I've even said some nice things, I said some nice things about her product, right? But she only acts out or acts, not even acts out. She only, you she only speaks, communicates on the bad things, right? When clearly they're super blessed. You know, um, you don't hear a lot about that. The only thing you know, if you hear her name, is she mad at something. Like, damn, girl, what is you mad? Why are you mad? All these damn platforms out there. If shit is bad on that platform, go get on another one. And then this very traumatic thing happened to them. And it's very hard. And I'm not going to lie. It's hard to find the empathy because you sympathize right away. But it's like people are just people are and and, and and I know this to be true because I asked I asked. I was in a I was at an event. I think people people who are who I think people don't want her to be the face of this. Let me be honest with you. I'm watching how this is playing out and then and again like I said it was on the news and one of the things they're talking about is now she's calling for some for women to do something that they that it's not known for them to do, and that's to speak out loud. Now, they have their safe space, 
Because I'm going to tell you, I'm a woman bringing women out of safe space. Let's do this. Saying to women, let's do this out loud because people don't get it. Let's do this thing out loud. I'm talking about depression. I'm talking about anxiety. Right? If you don't see me, I didn't get out of bed. Right? I'm over here. Call me. Come. Whatever. Right? I think that people are uh, trying to keep her from being the face of this for what women have gone through because of her past. It's like, man, she gonna. It, people are trying to figure out is she gonna go rogue with this because that's what she does, and that's not what they want to do. They don't want to live it out loud. They want to live it in that safe space where they have curated what this looks like. And here, this woman experienced it, and she had a full-on photo shoot doing it, right? Because I think I don't know that. Like, how are there so many photos? I'm a I'm a freaking photographer and blogger. And I, and I was like, man, do I do I it's etched in my mind. I put my phone away. I'm like, I wasn't gonna document that. Certainly not without my daughter's consent, but I'm not even gonna ask. Because I didn't even know if that was a moment that she she's gotta because one of the things that they give you, you come you you don't leave the hospital with a baby, but you leave with a box. And in the boxes, all the things that they use, you know, for your baby, things, you know, that you would want to keep safe. So all of these moms that have experienced it, they have these boxes and they have these moments with their boxes and they talk about it in their safe space. They don't want us to talk. I don't know if they want us talking about it out loud. So think about those who say, like Wendy Williams, that said it happened to them again and again and again. And you wonder how they keep going back in their mind. They got boxes, y'all. I don't even know this. I'm a woman. I got plenty of women friends that have experienced this. And, so, and in the box is a blanket and a hat. And some of them um, chose a photo. And they and they and they and they're instructed. Here's what you want to feel. Here are times when you you would want to go to your box. Because there's an anniversary of this every year. You know, and, uh, and 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 what you don't know is as people around them how to behave. And I said, well, you know what? Here's how we're gonna craft it because you know, and and she's got to go to her support groups. We got to support that. We just got to be supportive. We got to you know, coming up on the day, find out what what's the mood like. What's the mood like? You know, I love that. Um, there were there were times when things were brought up around in the room and I'm like, you know, I would watch her have to leave the room. One time I had to watch her run from the room and everybody's like, wait, what did I do? What did I say? They didn't know, you know? And, uh, but they asked me, I think that they asked, Oh, I know. I think it was, we, it was one of the holidays. We were making rounds, visiting people and somebody who didn't know asked me a friend, did I have any grandkids yet? And my daughter bolted, bolted, you know, and everybody said, wait, what happened? And I was like, and, you know, somebody had to explain. And so, and that's the thing too, you know, it's it's like live out loud. There are those that are going to live out loud and there are those that are going to live silently. We got to stop coming for each other. Stop making those scream, scream it out. Stop making, trying to make those be quiet. Stop trying to quiet Christy Teigen, you know, 
Stop trying to bring the other women out of the safe space. They'll come out when they're ready. And I'm that woman like, can y'all come out of there? Can we come out here and talk? Can we come out here and talk about this? <laughs> you know, can we talk about it on the podcast? And, and 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 it's been four years now, maybe five, four. And I haven't, I haven't even. This is the first time me even really talking about it, right? And it's not that somebody, I don't know, maybe Christy made it safer, you know. And I think, I think people talk about it more. Because that person courageous courageous enough to live out loud, because now you can talk about things people can relate to, just like the pandemic in 2020, you know, um, the ma- mainstream understands, you know, I think that, the, not that the main audience, I'll do it that way, the main, the main audience, I don't want to say mainstream, the main audience understands, you know, it's like that, that show that's in the smaller theaters near as on Broadway. And, oh, it's on Broadway now, so everybody everybody knows what it is. Because now you can speak on it without having to explain what it is. You can speak on, I feel a little depressed now, without having everybody go, what's that and why? Don't feel like that. Get over it, right? Nobody's going to, after 2020, nobody's going to tell you to get over it. They're going to be like, I know, I understand. Or it happened to me too. Here's what I, but all that tribing up is no good. If you don't keep going and say, here's how we get beyond it. Because I, I noticed, I saw a post the other day. Somebody came into the group, and we had 41 into this. Uh, on one of the groups that I'm in, and somebody said, hey, y'all got have this problem. And, and how they literally said, does anybody know how to do this, that, the other, right? And so I went back, and I'm, you know, the first thing I'm going to the comments. I'm like, okay, well, how, 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 how? I'm going to the comments, and everybody's talking about, yeah, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. And I'm like, and I finally asked, I was like, well, did anybody give an answer? And somebody goes, no, not yet. And I'm like, well, damn. Okay. me, I'm, That's me, I'm sorry. Well, damn. <laughs> do, when do we stop and say, okay, well, how? How do, we, how do we fix this, right? That's why I do how to get out of bed. I don't want to hear, oh, you can't get out of bed either. You can't get out of bed either. I say, look, here's how we're going to do this, okay? On your good day, call me, <laughs> okay? Tell me how you did it, right? Oh, in fact, I'm going to stop waking up having this conversation with myself. I'm going to stop waking up suppressing all this stuff just because it is required for me when I go into work or if I go to do this or this person can't handle it and I don't want them to know and this thing. I don't want people to know I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bad. No, I feel bad today. And and because I decided to do it out loud, I have more good days. Let me tell you that part as you get ready to wrap this up. Because I because my trauma now has time because now I have I can say, well damn, I had 40 episodes before the last time I felt like since the last time I felt like this. Wait, I hadn't thought about that in years. Oh, man, I remember feeling like this, but, man, it's been a while. Because speaking it out, and, and I don't, I'm not suppressing it down. I'm not holding on to it. I'm not putting it on the calendar. I'm not marking it. Okay, you know, and I know now I've I got three good burn days. I'm taking a day as a burn day. Uh, I've got a broadcast. Um, I've had a busy week. My stomach's growling. I'm ready for some breakfast. Um, I had a busy week. I had a busy birthday weekend. Uh, my business, everything sold out. I'm, I'm working, trying to organize, trying to, 
trying to get that. One of the things I learned um, through talking through these things is I created my chart, my graph. I know I, I know what it takes now for me to be ready for opportunities. When the yes comes, I had a, I had a, I needed to say, well, I didn't need to. I had an opportunity to say yes to something yesterday, but I had, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm gonna juggle. I had, to, I've already said no to this. I can't turn around and say yes to that because I couldn't get to this. Uh, it wouldn't be right if I didn't found a way to go to that. When I, and I still have this on the burner that I've got to do. Which of the three is the priority? I need to be here in case I hear something about this, and I need to do that. I'm gonna say no to this. Right, and when I said no, I understand. Believe you me, I understand. That's what they said to me. Because what we're in 2020, and everybody understands now how everybody is trying to juggle and trying to maintain and trying to hold on and trying to keep their sanity, trying to keep down depression. And but yet, I I had to sit with it for a minute. You know, not wanting to disappoint. Who do you know? Do I owe them this? You know, all I'm like, wait a minute. Let me just go on and have that conversation. Do I owe, and that's what I said to them, do I owe you to be there, you know, um, to go and do this event? They were like, no, I'm not even going to be there. You know, I just thought, here was another opportunity. We're good. Let's do the next one. Had we not communicated what we were both feeling, because, you know, it came, the message came late overnight. Uh, I'm trying to wake up early in the morning to deal with it when I'm like, I'm waking up when I really wanted to be somewhere else. I couldn't go to that. Uh, I really wanted to go with my dad somewhere. I couldn't go to that. And then, and, and here's something later in the afternoon, but then I really need to be, I really need to work. I really need to be working on this soap stuff because I got to get it restocked. And, uh, let me stay, let me stay home, work on the soap stuff, stay by the phone. And, and wait for my dad to tell me everything's okay. He's good. He's home. He's rested. And I said, here's what we're going to Here's how we're going to do this next time. There you go. See that? Here's how the next message he saw was, not they saw, he saw. The priority. What's the priority here? I need to get, I need to be with dad. The next time, don't, next time, let's try to do this from one location. You come and you stay here. We leave from here and we can go together. That's where that's what that's what communication does. That's why you communicate what's going on with you. I had to learn that. Somebody had to reach in and say, "Listen, it looks like something's going on. What's going on over there? What do you need?" You will hear that. Someone will lean in. Someone will ask you, "Answer, please. Don't say nothing. Don't say I'm okay if you're not okay. Say I'm not okay. Don't ask." If you're not prepared to be the listener when someone says then that they and the opportunity may come up that they say they're not okay, even if you are not prepared to be the listener, say you need say to them you need to talk to somebody. Let's let's find you the right space for which you need to share this, because you may not be the right person for them because it could be triggering for you because they you may not have communicated what you're going through, and now both of y'all are in the fetal position, you know, now both of y'all need to be going to the support group, find yourself a support group, and if you can't come out of your space and go into a support group, let me tell you, there's millions of podcasts like this, millions of people who are out there, and I know it sounds a lot, okay, find two of them, myself and somebody else, I'll find you something, tell me you need somebody, 
because I'm not a therapist. I'm not trying to play one on, on podcast. I'm just, this is, this was my outlet so that I could have more good days. I don't want to wake up and having to suppress this stuff over and over and over again and again. I can't do it because I make stuff. I, let me tell you, I had a day. I was trying to suppress everything and I was trying to bake some bread. Y'all, did y'all, y'all, y'all probably saw that bread because I probably made it live. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You can't be going through stuff and bre- make bread. You got to be a, to make bread because bread takes a whole lot of patience. And there's so many levels to it. You got to be having a damn good day to bake bread. And and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this on a good day. Man, that bread was awesome. We still taste that bread to this day. They still like, you're going to make those rolls? I don't make rolls. I was just, I was just learning how, right? But I got to make soap. And that, let me tell you, y'all have y'all seen a soap, trying to make a soap on a bad day? Ooh, honey, let me tell you. You don't want to do that. So now guess what I do? I make soap on a good day. I was like, whoa, yesterday was a good day. I was knocking out soap. I'm like, I need to do two more. I was, I had two more to do. I was like, I'll do those tomorrow. No, you won't. Go on back in there. Go on back in there. It's already staged. And all you got to do is pour and stir. <laughs> like, let, me, let me go do this other two on a good day. Right? And now all I have to do, and, and look, do I want to cut them today? I don't know what today is. It's my burn day. I might cut them tomorrow. In fact, I probably will. I might just let them sit until tomorrow. Don't take because today I've got I've got to go take this dog out. I've got to get with my co-host. We got to broadcast. I got to get. I got to go book a thing. I ain't making no. Mm-mm. Today's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. It's Woman Crush Wednesday. It's Leading Women Wednesday. It's Leading Women uh, Weekly. Um, podcast broadcast. We got to do all of that. I got a lot to do. My my my. I can probably cut it later on this afternoon, but or. When I get done with the broadcast, I got to cook dinner. And dinner has been late a couple of days. I'm coming off the birthday. Petty Betty was like, okay, now wait a minute. The birthday is over. What is dinner? We had a late dinner last night. She had homework. So she even ate later. Um, so got to try to get back on track. Things are going to get you off track. But let it be the good things that get you off track, too. Notice I said, too, because the bad things are going to get you off track. But sometimes let the good things get you off track. Let the good things make you late, you know. It's, 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 you know, you ever see somebody, somebody come in late and they all smile and like, you know, uh, somebody late, they, they come in and they just rush it cause they get, they feel good. Stop to tell somebody, don't, don't feel guilt. Don't be, don't feel guilt. No need to feel guilty. Okay. Stop it. You see somebody when they have all that anxiety, like, I'm sorry. And they apologize. No need to feel guilty and mean it so that you can get to the better place. Right. In the quiet. It was a quiet or out loud. The, the thing that has, we have in common, we can't truly find it because we're not communicating. Communicate. Take today and communicate. Use today or the day that you discover this podcast. Use it as a day that you're going to communicate with somebody who's been trying to figure out what's going on with you because they care. Notice I said that part, because they care. Not that they're trying to find out what's going on with you so they can justify why they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? Or they're trying to find out what's going on with you because they, they've done something to you. That's the first, first person is going to ask you, you all right, because they've done something to you. The other person is going to ask you, you all right, because they care. They notice, they saw what the other person, guess what? They saw what, the, they saw what happened to you. They saw what the other person's over there doing to you. Okay, but they don't know how to communicate. I see what's going on. And then you got those that are loud. 
What's going on over there with you? <laughs> they want to know because they want to help you fix it. They don't just want to know because they want to know your business. They want to know because you. They want you. They know that you should be having better days. This is how how we get to better days. This is how we get out of bed. All right, all through this podcast, you heard me allude to a lot. Allude to a lot. You try to figure out. Wait, she mentioned this. She mentioned that. Go to shop dryer bus or just simply go to dryerbus.com. Go to dryerbus.com and you you can it'll all make sense. Keep, let me communicate that to you. Just go to dryerbus.com. It'll all make sense. When I, if I talk about a multitude of things, because I have lived a multitude of lives, I've done a multitude of things, and I've have I've had better days. And I'm gonna continue to find better days. You know, with all that I just said to you. I can sit here and go like, I don't even want to do this today. I have those days, but today is a better day. Today is a better day. I am halfway to the yes of the broadcast. We got to do this afternoon. Got a great guest. We're going to be talking about voting, where we are, and wrapping up this early voting, getting ready for election day. For those that are still, I don't know, they're necessarily undecided. I think they just want to wait till election day. Hey, listen, that's their choice. Communicate. What's your choice? Communicate it. Communicate it. I love how what's what's her name? Tabitha says because that's my business, right? Communicate it. That's what it is. It's your business, but still communicate it. That's the best way to get people to leave you alone, or that's the best way to get people to help you. Communicate it. Communicate it. That's what I've been doing for twenty years. Communicating. It's a beautiful thing, and when you have someone that you know, like, and trust, when you have a team, when you can say, I trust everyone around me, team, y'all, I got, I trust everyone around me at this point, it took some work, it took, uh, it took weeding and seeding, but better days are ahead, better days are ahead, all right, uh, again, like I said, if, if something in this didn't make sense, and there are a couple other episodes, um, and how to get out of bed. There's actually, if you if you scroll back on the platform, check out the episodes, you will find where we did an actual full-on 90-day straight, a 90-day series where we actually also journaled through the process um, so that we have things to look back on and, re- and recall of how when we had this kind of day and that kind of day, here's the steps that we're going to take ourselves through to get to back to the better day. Back to the better day, whether you're going to do it quietly, silently, or out loud. I'm saying find find somewhere in the mid in the in the middle. The middle is really good, you know, where you are communicating. You ain't gotta go scream it out to the world, but you are communicating what's going on with you. It's so important to communicate what's going on with you. And as I have often said, even if you communicate it to the wrong person, the wrong people, the right people will witness it and pull you to the side. And pull you away. They'll come and rescue you. They'll be like, you might need to be over here. You might need to do this. Why don't you try that? You know, stop telling that person. Stop being with this person. Stop going to that. Stop, you know, my cousin told me not to stop going. I would come back for some of these networking events and some of these events. And I would not have nothing good to say. You know, people, they come home from church and they are talking about everybody. Stop going to that church. Find yourself another one. They either, my mother, devout. Man, they used to come home, her and her sisters, they'd be on that phone. Did you see this? I'm like, why? Why don't y'all go? It's enough of y'all to go build a church, you know? 
start your own ministries and, and different things like that. You know, build your truck. You, you're going to need it. I'm, I am I am the biggest loner, uh, willing to do everything alone and detached. I'm like, wait a minute. There are more better days when you have someone you trust. There are more better days when you are doing it with somebody else. There are more better days when you're not carrying the full load. There are more better days when you're not carrying all the guilt, when you're not carrying all the shame, when you are just, hey, some of this stuff is natural. When you get an understanding, there are more better days. When you communicate, there are more better days. Um, there's not much left in this podcast, so I got to go. And all you got to do at 56 Inch it is, is do me one more favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.